Belinda Audio presents this unabridged recording of Blue-Eyed Boy, written by Joanne Harris and read by Colin Moody. The dedication reads to Kevin, who also has blue eyes. And what I want to know is how do you like your blue-eyed boy, Mr. Death? E. E. Cummings, Buffalo Bill Part 1 Blue Once there was a widow with three sons, and their names were Black, Brown, and Blue. Black was the eldest, moody and aggressive. Brown was the middle child, timid and dull but Blue was his mother's favourite, and he was a murderer. Chapter 1 You are viewing the web journal of Blue-Eyed Boy, posting on badguysrock at webjournal.com, posted at 0200 hours and 56 minutes on Monday, January the 28th. Status, public. Mood, nostalgic. Listening to Captain Beefheart, Ice Cream for Crow. The color of murder is blue, he thinks. Ice blue, smokescreen blue, frostbite, post-mortem, body bag blue. It is also his color in so many ways, running through his circuitry like an electrical charge, screaming blue murder all the way. Blue colours everything. He sees it, senses it everywhere, from the blue of his computer screen to the blue of the veins on the backs of her hands, raised now and twisted like the tracks of sandworms on Blackpool Beach, where they used to go, the four of them, every year on his birthday, and he would have an ice cream cone and paddle in the sea and search out the little scuttling crabs from under the piles of seaweed and drop them into his bucket to die in the heat of the simmering birthday sun. Today he is only four years old, and there is a peculiar innocence in the way he carries out these small and guiltless slayings. There is no malice in the act, merely a keen curiosity for the scuttling thing that tries to escape sidling round and round the base of the blue plastic bucket. Then, hours later, giving up the fight, claws splayed and turning its vivid underbelly upwards in a futile show of surrender, by which time he has long since lost interest and is eating a coffee ice cream. A sophisticated choice for such a little boy, but vanilla has never been his taste. So that when he rediscovers it at the end of the day, when the time comes to empty his bucket and to go home, he is vaguely surprised to find the creature dead, and wonders, indeed, how such a thing could ever have been alive at all. His mother finds him wide-eyed on the sand, poking the dead thing with a fingertip. Her main concern is not for the fact that her son is a killer, but for the fact that he is suggestible, and that many things upset him in a way that she does not understand. Don't play with that she tells him. It's nasty. Come away from there. Why? he says. Good question. The creatures in the bucket have been standing undisturbed all day. He gives it some thought. They're dead, he concludes. 
I collected them all, and now they're dead. His mother scoops him into her arms. This is precisely what she dreads, some kind of outburst, tears perhaps, something that will make the other mothers look down their noses at her and sneer. She comforts him. It's not your fault. It was just an accident, not your fault. An accident, he thinks to himself. Already he knows that this is a lie. There was no accident. It was his fault.